welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in hopes we can finally escape this show. Join us each week, leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hello. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of um, in the Lego movie when they go into like the Wild West, it's like, ay ay I've watched that for years. <laughs> I think I watched it like a month ago because yeah. I was, or something, I don't know, recently I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week we are talking about season five, episode 13. The song remains the same, um, written by Sarah Gamble and Nancy Weiner and directed by Steve Bonham. Bowen? Boyman? Boyum. 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 <laughs> Apparently we're in a silly mood today, and yeah. that's fine. Um, and see, last week I was like, oh no, this is going to be kind of a good one, I think. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's So this episode has a lot of the um, phrases and things that we have been referring to. Yes. Definitely. And then now in the series and I feel good about it <laughs> mm. yeah no I agree there's a lot there's a lot of good lines in here there is a lot of good lines um I don't mind this episode I don't mind it I think that's as far as I feel about it <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just like it's even though it's kind of plotty mm-hmm. um you know it's just like another Another character got killed. Yeah, yeah, in a I plot, know. In the plot episode, and like, it's not really clear as to why Michael killed her. Just because <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to stop the apocalypse, and he wants the apocalypse. That's why. Yeah, but like, he has the power. Like, I, I feel like had he said said something to her rather than just killed her, she might have just. I don't know. It's like grandstanding too. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's just he's just a dick. Oh yeah. I mean there yeah, there is that too. <laughs> <laughs> I like I guess I should say up front, like I feel like we could discuss the Winchesters here, but we're not gonna discuss the Winchesters here. <laughs> um we'll do a separate episode at some point. There's some things to be said. yeah yeah definitely i think um so i i am actually watching it like and i don't know what happens yet amy knows what happens oh i haven't watched it (laughs) but she hasn't watched it (laughs) so we're in like this weird limbo right now so i need to basically basically i need to catch up to to the end and i have like i'm halfway through the series halfway through the season yeah um i just need to to get on get on with it basically and finish it off you're yeah, like we're busy people you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes we are so yeah we'll do and that way like if you don't want to listen to it because it will have obviously massive spoilers yeah you don't have to worry about it because it's not going to be in this one see it was all 
absolutely intentional was supposed to work out this way <laughs> if i learned anything in art school is that it's always intentional <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so yeah i guess we can get into it I, hmm. i'm not sure what i'm gonna say about this episode apart from what was in it <laughs> there's a uh there's a few bits i guess yeah yeah it's a lot happens and like then but for no reason you mm-hmm. know yeah that's the problem with time okay no i'm gonna go it i'm gonna have my time travel rant this is the problem of going back in time mm-hmm. because i can't change anything because then things would have been changed you can't have a paradox right because like in this episode they're like we should never have been born and it's like yeah but if you were never born then you wouldn't go back in time to make yourself never been born i just i can't i can't i can't with it anymore I'm fed up of time travel. <laughs> That's my it's lesson, just, yeah, from this. There's one more time traveling episode, right? In this, uh, uh, in terms of the Winchesters and their family. Yeah, yeah, y- yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so because it doesn't. John have a ca- conversation with somebody. I don't remember. My, I don't my brain's all mushy today. Like I, the the time travel's done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the other time travel ones where they don't really have that much of an effect is fine. Like when right. they go get the coal and they go get like Dean goes back to the nineteen forties and has that amazing outfit. Let's <laughs> that one. The Titanic. <laughs> yeah. That time they killed Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those ones. All those ones, because that affects their world, not like every, anything, but not their storyline. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like <laughs> Doctor Who rules, where like once and like they do mess this about sometimes. It really annoys me. But with Doctor Who, like once they're in the story, you know, once they're in the adventure, mm-hmm. they can't just like go back in time and say, "No, this isn't happening." You know, like mm-hmm. once you're in, you can affect. You can't use time travel to just, like, solve it. Right. Otherwise, you'd never had any episodes of Doctor Who. Like, it just wouldn't work out. It's constantly <laughs> just going back in time and saying, no, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I feel like those rules should apply here. And I guess they do. I hate time travel. I've had enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Winchesters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so um with the recap it's the introduction of anna becoming an angel um we then see a lot of in the beginning of like Mm -hmm. dean realizing he's in 1973 and meeting uh mary and john for the first time and then seeing it's still very uncomfortable to see mary have to kiss her dad it's still yeah, I still hate that. So we see the deal go through and Cass saying destiny can't be changed, Dean. All roads lead to the same destination. How time has changed. This was, what, a season ago? Mm-hmm. season and a half ago? And, like, Cass is a completely different angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, screw your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> basically mm-hmm. i love how useless he is in this episode too <laughs> i mean he is and he's not <laughs> yeah he's like oh, the architect this episode and also like completely not in it this whole time <laughs> yeah, exactly. the whole time. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right anyway so um we are in a strip club and cherry pie pie warren is playing She's my cherry pie. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> and uh, Dean is watching a woman dressed as a sexy devil uh, dance, and he's like, "Oh, I take it back. I love the devil." Um, and then an angel comes in and starts dancing with the devil, and it's all straight sexy, which is like not sexy at all. You're so right. <laughs> and then the two women like separate and Anna is there and mm. he's like kind of really uncomfortable. Fair. Anna's like, so this is what you dream about. And Dean's like, oh, this is kind of awkward. And uh, you know, why why are you gate crashing my head? Why don't you swing by the motel? Which got me thinking mm-hmm. if Anna has the power mm-hmm. to get into dreams yeah. like it seems like most angels do why isn't lucifer manipulating sam's dreams more i know he did it in the beginning of this with jessica but that was like also real so like wouldn't lucifer be doing that to like keep pushing him to say yes yeah you think so like i mean I would like the explanation that the angel warding means they can't get into their dreams. And then Anna just says, no, I'm like, I can just bypass that and, and come in. So it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like, I feel like Cass's protection should protect their minds as well. You know? Yeah. Maybe because, <laughs> maybe because, her and Dean had relations. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of imprint on his soul that means she can psychically connect with him. Oh, okay, yes, that that is the case. <laughs> um, that's the only explanation I can find. Yeah, I know. It's I do. I do appreciate the way that Dean talks to her in this. Mm-hmm. Like he really shows that he cares about her. Like, just the way that he, his tone is, mm-hmm. is kind of soft. Yeah, you're right. He talk, He does talk to her with, I guess, a bit of respect. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it is. Because if you think of the way he talks to all angels, he's like, oh, they're douches. And, like, mm-hmm. he's very short with them. But he's, like, you know, asking her. Where have you been? He doesn't even do that with Cass. That's true. But as far as we know, they haven't had relations. <laughs> Not on screen. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I do think that. But I will say there comes a switch in this episode as to how they start talking yeah. about Anna. Um, but you're right, in the beginning, he is treating her like a, a person. I think that's the way it, it is, really. Well, I, and I'm wondering if it's because... Because they met her as a human mm. first, mm-hmm. and then her essence, her angel grace, 
is found. So then she becomes an angel. Mm. So it's almost like a similar situation to his, as in like she was one person before. Yeah. And then because of an angel or the grace of an angel, Mm -hmm. she then is now an angel. Yeah. Yeah, I I think... Yeah, I can see that. I mean... Hmm... It's difficult, isn't it? Because she's Anna. Mm. They knew two Annas, really, right? They knew human Anna and they knew angel Anna and they don't particularly like angel Anna, really. No. So it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I know I did notice the tone though. The tone is good. Um, I guess it's hard to, again, like hard to differentiate when someone looks exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. So she reveals that Cass was the one who turned her into the other angels and set her up in prison for this whole time. Um, he refers to Cass as a good little soldier, which I thought was kind of interesting. I wonder if that was the start of like things ticking over for Dean because, you know, there's certain language that he doesn't particularly like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's definitely one of them. Yeah. So Anna had broken out and uh, she wants to meet Sam and Dean at 225 Industrial um, and he tells, she tells him to hurry. Mm. At the warehouse, Anna's walking through. And I kind of like how, like, it's all spooky. Like, there's whispering going on and the wind and the stuff. And she she's, like, freaking out. I guess because, mm. obviously, she thinks she's being hunted by other angels because she was broke out of prison. Yeah. And then all the lights, like, burst at, like, burst into flames and stuff i'm like we don't get this enough with Cass. we really don't and also like we know he can appear without doing this so like why are you showing off Cass? because <laughs> he's showing off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess some kind of like angel dominance thing going on you know yeah, exactly like a pecking order with chickens mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> anna's wounded so he's showing his his uh, prowess, I guess. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cass says, you know, Sam and Dean wanted to come, but he told them not to. If you're out of prison, it's because they let you out. They sent you here to do their dirty work. She's asked, why are you so sure? He says, because I've experienced heaven's persuasions. Hmm. And he admits that what he did was a mistake, but she doesn't want to hear it, basically. And that, that's kind of understandable. Like, she was tortured for however long she was there for mm-hmm. like that's not something that you would easily forgive especially since they were supposed to be friends yeah i agree yeah definitely i wonder if naomi had her like little fingies in this i mean obviously yeah, they're introduced to her later but yeah i think so mm-hmm. that that's the implication that we we, we can put on it because mm-hmm. we've seen it all <laughs> <laughs> She she pulls out a knife and she's like, well, Cass is like, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's only if you have this knife and he pulls out his knife. It's just like, all right, dick measuring contest aside. <laughs> Imagine my like my absolute favorite meme. It's like, what have you got there? It's like a child running like a knife, and mom's like, no. <laughs> it's my favorite I love it so much we do it all the time I just like put a knife on the drawer it's like what you got there and I'm like a knife <laughs> Cass says maybe you're not working for heaven but there's something you're not telling me 
and she pauses for dramatic effect <laughs> and says Sam Winchester has to die which I was like I've, we've heard that line before I'm pretty sure it was like Sam Winchester must die yeah right because we were we were we were trying to remember what movie it was from I don't think we ever got there I, I don't know. think so either <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like Tucker Must Die or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Jo- John Tucker Must Die. That's mm-hmm. a thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so was Anna planning to just like kill them, try and kill them there and then? Because why would she think that would go okay? She knows them and they know the angel. She knows they know the angel banishing thing and have access to angel blades, presumably. So my guess is that Dean trusts her at this point. Mm. So they probably weren't suspecting of her to like pull out a knife. <laughs> Every time he says, you're like, a knife? <laughs> <laughs> and like Cass is saying like, well, they would have let, they must have let you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think they let her out or did she escape? Because I guess there are some factions that have of heaven that do want Sam dead just so they can like insta win the apocalypse. But there must be some parts of heaven that want the big fight to go down. Or is that just Michael who wants that to happen? Um, hmm. No, I think it is. Because you think of Zachariah. Yeah, that's true. So he wants the fight to go down. I think I think there's more angels that do than don't. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think they also just want to win. Yeah, so there must be... Like, there's factions within factions. There must be like a faction on pro-apocalypse <laughs> that wants Sam to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Cass is the only anti-apocalypse angel out there. That's why he's having such yeah. a hard time. Well... We don't know that, but he's the only like one willing to help the Winchesters at this point. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I guess technically she's anti-apocalypse too. It's true. But she just doesn't care about Sam. I mean, <laughs> 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 no, so harsh. I do love Sam. Um, yeah, I mean, presumably, actually, there probably are other, like, anti-apocalypse angels, but they they can't help the Winchesters because Cass hid them from everybody. He's mm-hmm. keeping them to himself at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one with the phone that yeah. they can call. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Uh, Castiel? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Anna's explaining in the warehouse. He's Lucifer's vessel. He's not the only one. Nick, he's burning away as we speak. Said so Sam is the only vessel that matters. And you know what that means? If Lucifer can't take Sam, his whole plan's short circuits. No fight with Michael. No Croatoan virus. I forgot about the Croatoan virus. I'll be real with you. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's just I, because it, I feel like this is the last time they kind of ever mention it in term in relation to the apocalypse. Yeah, like you feel like a bigger deal would be made out of it, considering the episode, the end, and all of that. Mm-hmm. there should have been some allusion to it has starting to happen or something like they could have come across yeah. some croats 
So, you know, Cass does make the point that, like, even if he kills Sam, like, Lucifer's going to bring him back to life. And her plan is to scatter his cells across the universe so they'll never find all of him. <laughs> Who needs that uh, gallbladder? Just leave it. Exactly. Leave it out. It's, it'll be fine. The appendix? Yeah, just don't worry about that. <laughs> fine. Like, how... The, I mean, the question is, like, how much of Sam would Lucifer need to inhabit, like, just the legs? <laughs> Is it is it um is it worm regeneration? So you know when you cut a worm, not all worms, but some you cut them in half, like two, you end up with two. Yeah. So with all the cells cr- scattered across the universe, does Lucifer just need one, and then he can make a whole Sam? So you could potentially have like billions of Sams all over the universe. You're comparing Sam to a tapeworm, I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know this seems like a flawed plan i don't know how it would work and like surely i don't know eventually enough time would pass that lucifer would find them all but then i mean i guess does he have the time though does, yeah, does he care enough? <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe like halfway through, he'd be like, eh, do you know what? Like, this isn't worth it anymore. <laughs> Cass does pause, though, and he's thinking like, I- I'm sure that look is, hey, that could actually work. <laughs> I feel like he's thinking about it, because he pauses and then says, no, we'll find another way. Like, he's like this could work. I'm not going to obliterate Sam. No. Like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> How's the cult working out? Or the search for God? Is anything working? And, you know, Cass is like, well, no, but Sam's my friend. Oh, I need a friend. I need a friend. Anna says, you've changed. And Cass says, maybe too late, but I have. This is true. Since they last mm-hmm. saw each other, he's a very different angel. And he does say, like, you know, we've been through a lot together, but if you come near Sam, I'll kill you. And then she disappears. So we cut to, I love this. This is the best scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's like two young people in a car. They're like smoking and making out, I think. And um, on their car, they have like, a, it's a black car and it has like a gold phoenix on it on the hood right Mm -hmm. so the wings are out and then anna like appears like back down on the hood so the wings are like splayed out from her that's very it is very cool she should have died like this this sounds awful but like to imprint her wings on those wings would have looked cool that's true, but she does end up burning from the inside out, so the phoenix is kind of like a little bit of a giveaway. Hey, I didn't even pick up on that. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know it's usually rebirth, but like, you, you know, reborn from the fires, but she got burned, killed by fire. <laughs> yeah, no, the, that, that works. I like that. I never really picked up on that before. Um, and like, I guess it is also like, yeah, foreshadowing that she's going to die because that's how angels die, right? She mm-hmm. looks yeah. like she could be dead when she lands on the hood, but then she sort of coughs up some blood and like is <laughs> <laughs> fine. You know, they, they try to the people in the car try to check on her, but she just like wanders off. We see as she does. There's a poster for Greece, which came out in 1978. So 
Yeah, and it's gone back in time. Mm-hmm. Back in the present day, in a motel, Cass is explaining basically what's happened to Sam and Dean. You know, Anna wanting to kill Sam. <laughs> Dean says so she's gone all Glenn close. I saw a really good... I'm on Reddit a lot. I saw a Reddit post the other day, which I thought was actually quite a good point, talking about people watching Supernatural now. Do any of the younger people watching Supernatural understand any of the references that Dean makes? Probably not. I mean, I struggled with Glenn Close. I, was, I had to think. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Because, the, the, I mean, the references that he's making are usually from the 90s and mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah. So we're talking potentially 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there are huge, obvious references. I don't think everybody's going to... I mean, I know I don't get all of them. <laughs> no, I don't. There must be some that are like... Some 20-year-old now is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's like half a century ago, man. Like, I just yeah, remember this. <laughs> but I feel like also like watching it now, if you didn't get the references, you have a more like, it's like almost like a truer experience because you get a better understanding of where Cass is coming from. Yeah. Right. Because he immediately goes like, who's Glenn Close? <laughs> <laughs> and like, Dean just like doesn't explain it. He just says, Oh, a psycho bitch who likes to boil rabbits. Like, that doesn't answer the question, Dean. It just sounds absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Cass. It must be like speaking another language. Mm-hmm. So Sam does ask. He says, so if you killed me, would it actually, like, stop Satan? And they all kind of, like, look at each other. And, you know, they're all thinking, like, yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Sam's like, come on, Cass, what do you think? And he says, no, she's uh, Glenn Close. I don't get it. We're looking for the chick that wants to gank Sam. Why poke the bear? Um, And Cass is like, well, she's going to keep trying, so we need to kill her first. He's done some kind of incantation in in a bowl, and it goes poof, like it does in Supernatural. (laughs) And he's found Anna... And there's that whole bit like, where is she? It's like, not where, when. And <laughs> she's in 1978. And they're like, oh, it sounds like I wasn't even born yet. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, she's going after your parents. She's mm-hmm. going to, again. I feel like we've already had all the Back to the Future references in the other episodes. They don't make any here. Oh, no, they do. They, they do. make one. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So... Cass says that, you know, Anna can't get to them because of Cass, so she's going to go after their parents instead, which, fine. Um, Cass is going to struggle to take them because he's kind of disconnected from heaven now. So what, you're like a DeLorean without enough plutonium? I don't understand that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's saying that it will weaken him. And he doesn't really explain what that means. He just takes a five-day nap right yeah <laughs> Cass is falling right like he's losing his grace I think if he kept going he do you think he would die or become human I think at super not, supernatural as it is right now mm-hmm. he would have died yes 
uh, supernatural as it became, he would have become human. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. So, you know, you know, Dean's like, you know, please take us because they're, they're our mum and dad. If we can save them and not just from Anna, if we can set things right, we have to try. Like he wants another go at what happened before because he did try and warn Mary last time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, didn't stick that time. Let's try Let's try again. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it was a vague warning last time as well. It's just like in 1970, in 1983, don't go into a bedroom. She's like, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll mark that on my calendar. Like, what? yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna remember that in ten years. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if someone did walk up to me and was like, "You're gonna die on a specific date," I'd be like, "Oh, maybe I should write that down." You know, if- especially since you're a hunter and like another hunter has told you this. Yeah, like if for nothing else, you'd be like, "They were wrong," mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So they all pack up their stuff. They have some like holy oil and some angel killing blades. And Sam is looking a bit apprehensive as Cass goes to whammy him. Um, and Dean just says to him like, bend your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite good because normally when they do appear, it's almost like Star Trek style. They kind of like jump into the, mm-hmm. yeah. So I quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're now in 1978 and uh, Cass dropped him off in the middle of the street, probably because mm. he got tired and just like dropped him. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, and they, Sam and Ian have to like get out of the road and get shouted out and stuff like that. Did we make it? Unless they're bringing Pintos back into production, I, uh, I'd say yes. They start looking around for Cass and they find him and he's like slumped up against a parked car and his nose is like bleeding. Mm-hmm. The way that like Sam goes to grab him, he like basically, or, he he puts his hand near his nose and mouth to feel if he's breathing. <laughs> but do angels actually breathe? Apparently sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cass wakes up a little bit and he says, you know, I'm fine. I'm better than I, ex- I expected. But then he slumps again. And like, Blood comes out, more blood comes out of his nose and mouth. It sort of cuts and Sam's ripping out a page of the phone book, which mm-hmm. is rude. Like, <laughs> don't. Anyway, don't do that. I mean, not that there's any phone books around anymore, but like, don't do that. Yeah, well, someone else needs that page. Exactly. I have to go to a different phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> and as Dean comes out of the motel, Two people pass and one has like a mustache mm-hmm. and uh, Sam says the mustache is alone. Like he's, <laughs> he's completely bewildered by everything. And Dean's like, oh, I paid for Cass for five nights in the honeymoon suite. I told the manager, do not disturb no matter what. You know what he said to me? Yeah, don't sweat it. Want to buy some dope? Dope. So uh, we've, we've gone back to like HBO version yeah. of Dean. Mm-hmm. Do you think HBO version of Dean would be would do like drugs yeah well no yeah 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 Mm. i do i feel like it would be almost like you know like the witcher like the potions that they use i feel like this is sounds so bad almost like a a hunting kind of oh yeah Mm -hmm. like oh yeah let's smoke some things and you know well it'll help us with this spell or like 
Oh yeah, mm. I'll just take some <laughs> just snort some cocaine to help me like fight these vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Because like he's he's so shocked by this, and he's like, "We gotta stick around here and buy some stock in um, Microsoft." Yeah. Like that first half of that sentence, it was just like, "You want to stick around here because you get dope so easily?" No, I, think... I don't think so. Right? <laughs> and Sam says, "Well, we might have to if Cass doesn't like recover." Mm-hmm. What I look like, Doctor Angel, Medicine Woman? He'll wake up. He's you know tough for a little nerdy dude with wings. Cass is not that short. He's just shorter compared to you two. <laughs> yeah, but as we have established long ago, Dean loves a nerdy little dude. That's so, like, I think it helps him equate just how unbadass Cass is to just refer to him as like a little dude. <laughs> I don't know. There's something. There's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because now Misha's in like Gotham Knights, and he's like clearly been working out like. He looks so different to Cass now. It's mm. weird. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I guess it was from a convention. And there's a picture of um, Jared Jensen and Misha. Mm-hmm. And Misha's like handing something to somebody. His forearms are <laughs> massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what have you been doing, sir? <laughs> It's these because of these wor- lines, right? For years, he was right. a nerdy little dude. This is this is his revenge. <laughs> I'm now the buff nerdy little dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they kind of guess that Anna's probably in the same condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a bit of time before they need to worry about their parents and. Sam has found them in the phone book. Mm-hmm. And Dean says, let's pop in on the folks. So it's nighttime and they arrive at the uh, the address and Sam's like ready to go. And Dean's like, wait, wait, wait. Sam's like, Anna could be here any second. And they're, they're basically trying to find out, do a plan. Mm-hmm. Sam's doing his usual, like, we just got to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Always with the truth. Does that ever work? Not really. <laughs> and basically they're going to, use the fact that Dean has met her before and knows that he's a hunter mm-hmm. to try and basically get in the door. We're then inside the house and they're just having a very normal end, like end of the beginning of the night conversation when, you know, someone gets home from work mm-hmm. as they're talking, the doorbell rings and they open the door and Sam is completely enamored yeah Sam in this episode is interesting and actually I think this is a good I think this is a good one because I feel like this does continue all the way through to the name of the episode that I can't remember where John comes back wishing Pearl um mm-hmm. I feel like this his feelings towards John do continue all the way through to that episode Whereas I feel like Dean at this point is already so done with John that he almost doesn't equate this guy to his dad. There is a moment later on, mm-hmm. but there's not the same there's not the same feeling between them as there is between no. Sam here and John. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Jared's face, like his acting in this, is really good. He's looking at him like, 
I can't do it. I'm, I'm doing this. Well, I'm trying to do the face. It's a podcast. Um, he's looking at him like he can't believe that he's standing in front of him. And then yeah. when he does eventually see Mary, woo, painful. That hurt my heart. Because although, you know, Dean was a child when she died, so he doesn't really have many clear memories of her. Sam has no memories of her at all. Like zero. None. Yeah. So. Like, he has only met her one time and she was a ghost that's so true yeah and all she said was that i'm sorry and that was pretty much it so he has no idea of like what she's like like to actually see her in the flesh like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's crazy no they're all about the same age actually (laughs) which is really wild to think about because like in 1973 they're about 18 19 i think we established yeah and so it's now five years later. So is Dean the oldest person in this little troop? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> like terminally big brothered. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they explain that they're cousins and John sort of recognizes Dean for a moment. Um, they make a lot of like, oh, you know, you look like you look a spitting image of my mother or you look like my father, like Mm. just sort of skating past it. You know, the the namesakes and stuff like Sam, Mary's father was a Sam. Mm -hmm. Was Samuel. Like he was never Sam. Yeah. He was too formal for that. (laughs) Um, And Sam's just like, shook John's hand, but it's not letting go throughout this little conversation. Yeah. And he's like, you okay, pal? You know, you look a little spooked. Um, Sam sort of plays it off, says, yeah, it's just a long trip. Um, Mary tries to dismiss them, but John's like, no, you know, I've never met people from your side of the family, so come on in for a beer. And Dean's like, twist my arm. (laughs) 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 What would have been really fun is if, um, I, I know in terms of supernatural continuity, it probably never would have happened, but like, if Mary had done some sort of, like she glares at him, mm-hmm. but if she'd done some sort of movement to indicate that she was annoyed. And then when she, Mary comes back in like season 10 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. she did the same movement. Yeah. I know what you mean. There's some kind of continuity between the young Mary and old. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. So like it's, she is unconsciously treating Dean like a son. Mm, in yes. This. Oh, yes. And then treats it like, because that's what she would do to her child, basically. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I don't I don't know what that would be. No, I can't think it. Like, I don't know. Maybe some kind of like arm, like crossing arm, like, ah, kind of thing. I don't know. Or like knocking his feet off of something yes because like, he likes to put his feet up on i know he wouldn't do that at their house because obviously it's respect like you know mm-hmm. sign of disrespect or like maybe it's the way that they open their beers very similar i don't know or like putting a coaster down that's quite mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah i know what you mean something like that yeah that'll be good something small mm. um but that i mean that would never have translated all the way to <laughs> much later season. I mean maybe maybe if Samantha Smith wanted to yeah I'm sure she would have if there had yeah. been anything like that yeah definitely mm-hmm. Sam is 
like I said, enamored and just like staring at Mary to the point where it's just beyond uncomfortable. Yeah. And John's like, are you okay there? And he's like, you are so beautiful. He means that in a, a non-weird, wholesome family kind of a way. <laughs> and Tom's like, oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm, it's not my mother I'm supposed to be looking at. It's my cousin, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So again, they make another sort of family joke. Mm. John asks, you know, if they knew Mary's parents and Dean's like, yeah, he was like a grandfather to her or grandpa to us. So Mary has lied to John to say that like Samuel had 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 a heart attack. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't obviously as we know. So John's sort of asking them everyday questions because obviously he doesn't know who they mm-hmm. are. So he's asking them, what line of work they're in because he asks what, what they're doing in town they both answer what sam says plumbing dean says scrap metal <laughs> it's funny that he says plumbing because instantly i'm like oh mario <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's quite funny yeah that is quite funny um so i think that's probably what like the, the agreement definitely there is that dean's mario and sam's luigi right oh yeah of course yeah. Mario's the older brother, so... And also he's the short one. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's like, okay, well, good night. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> and uh, the phone rings. So they have an interruption with a phone ringing, but instead of being a cell phone, it's the house phone. Yeah. And uh, it's John's, like, boss. Times ain't exactly rosy. Oh, even just part-time, I really need this job. Look, come on in right now. Let's talk. But the person on the un- other end of the phone is actually Anna, and he's and she's just used the boss's voice. Mm-hmm. It then cuts back to the living room, and Mary's like, "You have to leave now," mm. because you know the last time that she saw him, a demon c- killed her parents, and now like you're waltzing in here as if you're family. And Sam says, "No, you and John are in danger." And she kind of guesses, like, is it a demon, a monster? And like, no, it's an angel. She's like, ah, yeah, no, seriously. Like, no, seriously, it's an angel. (laughs) But they're twice as strong as demons and bigger dicks. She wants to know why an angel would want to kill them. And Dean sort of brushes it off. It's a long story, but you got to trust me. Look at my face. Tell me if I'm lying to you. Um, And the plan is just to to get out of of dodge. Mm -hmm. They go to look for John and they see that next to the phone, he's written back in 15 minutes. Um, We then cut to the garage where he works. He walks in and uh, he sees his boss on the ground and his eyes have been burned out Mm -hmm. as if he looked upon an angel or has been smited by an angel. Yeah. Anna comes over and like tosses him aside, basically. (laughs) She's she is injured at this point. Like she's yeah. not full powered. Like her vision kind of goes blurry, which gives him gives John enough time to attack her. Um, and she like flies back as well. Or not flies back, but like falls back. Mm-hmm. And then Dean comes in with an angel blade and tries to attack her and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it's good to see you, Anna. You too, Dean. They continue to fight and. Dean goes flying out of a window. <laughs> it's quite good, that. Yeah. 
Mary picks up the blade and is like flying with her. She does an amazing like crotch kick. I thought that was really good. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Um, and shows off her fighting skills mm-hmm. against Anna and like, but then gets tossed over a car and Anna then apologizes to Mary. Mm. Mary kind of gets the advantage on her a little bit, gets the a crowbar as well and like stabs her with it. Mm-hmm. But Anna casually just pulls it out of her chest. Yeah. So sorry, it's not that easy to kill an angel and sounds like no, but it's but you can distract them and he's drawn a sigil mm-hmm. and like banishes Anna. Yeah. No, I like this. I like that they show how badass Mary is because I don't mm-hmm. feel like she got much of a chance the last time we saw her. It Yeah. It was a little bit of her fighting. I, I think the, the impressive part was getting the drop off of on G L the drop on Dean. Yes, that's true, yeah. So Yeah. And then uh when Anna vanishes, um, you see John staring at her like she's absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I will say the characters <laughs> I'll give this to the Winchesters. Mm-hmm. Of what I've seen, John is more imp- like it's not intimidated by her fighting mm. whereas in this I feel like his manhood got hurt a little bit that she's a better fighter than he is there's, I, there's something about this that I think was like Jackal's thinking about the Winchesters from this season you know I don't know mm. Like has, how long has that idea been percolating yeah, that's true. Yeah, just wonder. Mm. I mean, there's, I understand the hurt as well because it's been five years. Yeah, that's true. Presume like that they've presumably been together and like she's never. I mean, I understand you, you don't need to tell it. Well, it's kind of a big secret. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually Buffy. Oh, no, that's no frame of reference because like they're from the 70s, but you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would you? <laughs> because, like, this is this is my problem with this. I wonder how much because John's already been to war by this point, right? Yep. So I wonder how much of that he would actually talk about with Mary. You know. True. Mm-hmm. And really, how is Mary's experience different? You know, it's a traumatic bit of her life that she wants to leave behind so why should she be expected to talk about it i guess the other part of this is if you think in terms of context of that time in the 1970s mm-hmm. the like women's movement has started but like you know it's not that far from the the perfect housewife yeah kind of lifestyle and like the man provides and this that and the other so you know, the patriarchy is in full force still. <laughs> um, which is where the characterization of John in the Winchesters is very much a 2020 perspective look back at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think he would be as accepting as, he, like... Just, I'm just thinking about, like, women in the military in the 70s. Yeah, you're right. Like, there is there is that. I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll give... 
I feel like I can give pre-Mary dying John, like, all the benefit of the doubt. Like, I feel like it seems all right. It seems like an all right yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I actually think, I, I don't think it's that, I don't think at all that it's that she can fight and stuff like that. I feel like he kind of knows Mary's a bit badass. I feel mm-hmm. there must be that kind of knowledge that she's a bit badass. Yeah. So... I think it's more they're like monsters. Like what? The 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 what? You just like banished an angel. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah. that. I, 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 yeah, let's give let's give nice. I refer to as nice John. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> we are in the Impala. John is driving, and I got really confused for a second, and I was like, why is he in parlor in 1978? And I was like, of course it is. <laughs> it's John's car. Um, so John's driving, Mary's, like, sitting beside him, and then Sam and Dina are in the back, just like they would have driven if they were, like, a little family, like, children. Oh, it's horrible. And it's quite funny. And John's having a bit of a freak out. He's like, monsters! Monsters! Um, and Mary's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's having the whole, like, what's the real one? And you fight them. And he asks Mary how long. And she says, all my life. Like, try to understand. And Dean's, like, trying to sort of chime in for her. And says, like, look, she didn't have a choice. Look, not another word or so help me. I will turn this car around. Wow. Awkward family road trip. But they, like, mm-hmm. kind of seem, like, secretly happy about it. Yeah, definitely. It's quite cute. I guess it must have been that because they haven't driven, they haven't been driven in the Impala for a really long time. And I was going to say, I don't, I don't think John had much in terms of like actual conversations with them in the car. I'd imagine most of the time it was like, this is like, okay, boys, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Remember what the thing, like the deal is, or as Dean got older, it's like this is what we're going to be fighting. Like, this is the plan. Like, it was never just, like, conversation. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. It would be only, like, instructional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, drilling them on, like, how do you kill a vampire? How do you kill a werewolf? That kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So they pull up to um, the Campbell's house, which is obviously kind of a kind of abandoned because Mary's parents are both dead for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Mary says, like, well, this place has been in the family for years. And she shows, like, there's devil's traps, there's iron fixtures. Um, she said there's, like, salt and honey water somewhere. You know, it's, it's a hunter's place. I I know, I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Oh, yeah. There shouldn't be a devil's trap in this yet. I know! It annoys me so much. They just sort of like yeah. retconned that that they didn't know about it. Or they used that scorpion one for ages mm-hmm. that Bobby devised. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I said to myself, I need to let it go. But like, no. <laughs> I refuse. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to know once I've, also finish watching the Winchesters if they use devil traps in the Winchesters too. Bet they do. 
too iconic like a supernatural mm-hmm. thing now to like leave it out and people do forget that like they didn't exist they didn't exist <laughs> for like the first two seasons yeah they had those like lucky charms mm-hmm. you know that before they had the tattoos <sighs> so you know sam says like all oh, that's now this is the line i thought was interesting because you know, mary's saying there's you know, there's knives, guns, etc. And Sam says, all that stuff will do is piss it off. And I'm like, it? That's Anna. Yeah, but she is trying to kill him, so... I know. It reminded me of another scene, and I can't remember what series it's from, where Sam does this to Cass. And Dean actually calls him out and it's like, it? It's Cass. Mm. You know? It's just interesting that Sam can seem to like separate because he's normally so like monsters are people you know we have to help them that mm-hmm. he does it a couple of times with angels where he's like no you know we have to kill them despite knowing them or being their friend um but maybe that's because of his whole shtick with lucifer might skew your view on angels a little bit and also you gotta remember the time that anna revealed herself he was in like he was oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say knee deep in ruby that comes out so wrong <laughs> but he he was um you know being manipulated by ruby at that point yeah that's true quite heavily mm-hmm. so he probably didn't even really like her yeah to begin with yeah you're totally right yeah the thing is like sam was so excited to meet angels at one point and then the, mm. the actual realization that they were just dicks that <laughs> has settled in now i feel yeah 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 so you know mary asks you know what will kill kill it or slow it down and um sam says not much um but dean's like don't worry it's not nothing like we packed and he he brings his bag out on the table and he shows her this angel banishing sigil it says we beam her right off the starship i kind of like that mm. <laughs> they found her they got holy oil like a devil's trap for angels um and sam leads with her to show her how it works which i don't feel like that needs an explanation other than like destroy circle and lie on fire like what yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> it's like first you take the stopper off oh it's yeah you know it, i think it was more like uh Let's give John and Dean a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got some stuff to work out, you know. Yeah. Also, like Sam gets a little bit of time with his mum then, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so John comes over and is kind of acting like the John we all know and love slash hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. he's not pleased. Like, he's so angry. He's so angry. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see, I like it actually. I think he did a really good job here of like, you can see where future John gets it from. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. How he turned into that angry person. Because he's just like, what's this sigil? Like, what's it do? Just tell me, like, how big shall I make it? And um, Dean doesn't want him involved. Y'all might have treated me like a fool, but I am not useless. I can draw a damn whatever it is a sigil and 
Dean's trying to sort of say, like, look, this one has to be done in human blood. And John just picks up the knife and, like, slices his palm open. So I guess stupid is... <laughs> do you know? <laughs> Again, why? You hurt your hand, man. And then we don't see it yeah. bandaged up or anything. No, not going there. We've talked about this. So that impresses Dean. <laughs> and um, he laughs at him. He's like, okay, I'm fine. I'll show you. And then, you know, as he laughs, John's like, well, what are you laughing at? And he's like, all of a sudden, you, you really remind me of my dad. It's nice for Dean to have this moment with his dad. I'll give him that. But it doesn't count because he doesn't know who he is and it doesn't have the history. Yeah, and like, Dean doesn't even attempt to make to make nice either. Mm. He's very he's also very dismissive of John. Like like you were saying, like he's sort of he recognizes his dad in John at this moment. So he's just like, I you know, I don't really want anything to do with you right now. <laughs> do you think there's a little bit of Dean as well that's always like relishing knowing more than John? Like being yeah. in the position of power for a change. Yep. Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, definitely. And he's also like I said older here as well. Mm-hmm. so he is literally having to like mentor him and I think Dean's getting like a little kick out of that <laughs> yeah so some time passes we see John's like working on their sigil and Sam comes up and they have a little conversation you know so Sam's like that's really good <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> you didn't need an in there like, this is how I want you to parent me in the years to come <laughs> yeah projecting good parenting please John um, he's come to commiserate anyway Sam you know like uh, saying I know this is a lot all these monsters and things and John says well how long have you known about this hunting stuff oh, this is this conversation is so painful mm-hmm. Sam's like well pretty much forever my dad raised me in it and then John like freaks out and he's like but who the hell does that to a kid you're like you, <laughs> you <do> that. <laughs> yeah. You know, she Sam says, "Well, you know, Mary's parents did," and just I don't care. You know, what kind of irresponsible bastard lets a child anywhere near? It's like you could have been killed. And Sam's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of did." <laughs> do you know what's even worse about that? Yeah. John eventually tells Dean to kill it to kill Sam. <gasps> right that makes it way worse it does i was just thinking about something wicked i wasn't thinking about that and like another thing that's completely different Mm -hmm. is that the campbells had a home yeah that's true they had a place where they like she grew up in this town Mm -hmm. and stayed in this like she would only go off occasionally john didn't even have that it was literally they were on the road their entire lives yeah Exactly, there's no stability, at least. Like, mm-hmm. they had a safe place, right? Because they're sure that this house had devil's traps and, you know, their house was safe from mm-hmm. demons, whereas, like, the motel rooms and stuff was showed they weren't safe. I mean, well, he uses children as bait, so, <laughs> you know, he yeah. doesn't want winning any, like, Dad of the Year um, awards. Absolutely not. Um, you know... John says, like, the number it must have done on your head, your father was supposed to protect you. And Sam's like, oh, he was trying, he died trying, like, believe me. He didn't, though. No, he didn't, though. Mm-mm. 
he his entire John's entire story arc is revenge at the cost mm-hmm. of his family. Yeah. And then he turns that around on Dean saying family is more important than anything. It's just like, what are you talking about? It's, it's like, it's such a, it messes with Dean's head so much because you're right. It's like revenge and then family first, but you also have to kill your brother to get revenge. It's like, it's so messed up. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. Sam says like, well, you know, I used to be mad at him. I used to hate the guy. But now I get it. He was just doing the best he could. He was just trying to keep it together in an impossible situation. My mom, like, was got she got killed. And I think he would have gone crazy if he didn't do something. The truth is, my dad died before I got to tell him that I understand why he did what he did. And I forgive him for what it did to us. I do. And I just... I love him. Which is... Nice for Sam that he's reconciled that in his head. But do you think that's because he's so like John that he has to forgive him? Because otherwise he couldn't deal with the things that he's done or is thinking of doing. Yes. Hmm. Yep. I think he's he's been faced with it so many times mm-hmm. of how similar he actually is that he's looking for understanding. Yeah. Um, because he did have a chance to say that he understands why he did what he did because John was still around when mm-hmm. Jessica died. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he didn't have that. He hadn't forgiven him by that point. No, no. So it's, yeah, it's a tough one. I think it took mystery spot for him yep. to forgive John. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mystery spot and um Dean going to hell. Yeah, obviously yeah, Dean going to hell ultimately. Like he realized that the lengths he would go to to save his family or like take revenge at least. Mm-hmm. You know, because he'd kind of given up on getting Dean back from hell. Um well he had given up but he was looking for like ways to kill demons, right? To yeah. basically avenge his brother when he came back. So he had almost like fully gone down that vengeance path. So yeah, I guess going to that dark place. See, I don't actually think this is, and I think this is Sam's arc as well. And I, I think this comes around when he does see John in Lebanon. I remember the name of the episode. I don't think this is Sam forgiving John. I do think this is Sam forgiving himself. And I think mm-hmm. it's that John's just a proxy. And if, yeah. it, if he does anything good, it's that. Because Sam does need to forgive himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. So, yeah. But I like this. And I do appreciate that they continue this on um, mm-hmm. when we do see John again. So outside of the barn, we see Anna and we hear another angel arrive. And it's a younger Uriel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is supposed to be the same vessel, like, in 1978? I guess the time difference kind of would work out. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But yeah, no, yeah, that, that makes sense. That That's his vessel, and it... Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, Uriel's not happy, because he's like, we're under strict orders not to come down here, much less take a vessel, um, in 1978. And then he recognises Anna that that she's not of this time. (laughs) 
And um, Anna's like, no, but 30 years from now, I'm still your superior. I need you to kill some humans. And Uriel's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Where are they? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And she said, like, you know, these people are going to kill you in the future. Like, go ahead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have my blessing. (laughs) I do love that they brought Uriel back, actually, because he's just like... You don't even need to give me an excuse. Like, she didn't even need to tell him that they were going to kill him in the future. It's just like, humans need to die? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> smitey, smite, smite. <laughs> Can I take out a whole town or is it just these people? <laughs> exactly. He's a... Uh... Yeah, I like Ural. He's good. Mm-hmm. So back at the Campbell house, um, they're all preparing. Mary eventually says like, look, you said you'd explain everything to, to Dean. He's like, why does an angel want me dead? And he just says, because they're dicks. It's like, no, no, not good enough. Like, why am I a target? And they go and go back and forth. And Dean's like, no, look, you're just going to have to trust me. And she's like, no, I have been trusting you. Um, And then she's like, fine, I'm leaving. And Dean says, okay, okay, I'm your son. (laughs) (laughs) Good, bye now. So he tells her the truth. He says, you know, I'm your son. Like, we're from 2010. (laughs) And Angel zapped us back here. Not the one that attacked you friendlier (laughs) and he says you know our names are dean and sam winchester we're named after your parents and then he tells this little anecdote which is really sweet like when i would get sick you would make me tomato rice soup because that's what your mom made you and instead of a lullaby you would sing hey jude because that's your favorite beatles song and like mary recognizes that as the truth Mm -hmm. um but she's like i don't believe it no couldn't be she seems to accept quite quickly that he's her son. The thing that she's upset about is, and she says it next, is like, and I raised my kids to be hunters. Mm-hmm. Because she's, auto- Mary's very quick. She's like automatically put all the thing- all of it together in her head and gone, yeah. oh no, they're hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really upset about it. She's like, you know, how could I do that to you? And then he's like, look, no, no, you didn't do it because you're dead. And, mm-hmm. um, he explains about the yellow-eyed demon, because of course she remembers that, that John became a hunter to get revenge. He raised them. And then he says, like, you know, don't go into the nursery six months after Sam's born. Remember 1983, like, you wake up that morning, you take Sam and you run. And then Sam walks in and says, no, that's not good enough. Like, you need to leave John and just, like, never have us. Mm-hmm. Um so they're never born and Mary doesn't want to do that you know because now she's met them but Dean said and it's really weird how suddenly like both Sam and Dean get fully on board with this plan of like let's just never be born Mm -hmm. because Dean said gone well he does say that you know there is a difference between dying and never being born like you don't get the pain of dying because he's like they've both died so they know what it's like yeah. So if they've never been born, then they won't ever know what it feels like to die. <laughs> right. I think they go into the whole like Buddhist like life is suffering thing. So like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like just don't have us. He says you think you can have a normal life, but you can't. It's all gonna go rotten. You are gonna die, and your children will be cursed. Because the thing is, even if she does run off and not have kids with John. She promised the baby to Azazel, so either way, he's, like, going to come collect, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he will, but 
nothing might happen. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, because it was because we they found out that it was only the people who had discovered him, like dropping demon blood into babies mm-hmm. that ended up like dying. So she could be fine. You're right. And, you know, Mary is like, well, you know, there has to be a way. And Sam's like, no, leave John. Like, leave him. Leave him, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think. See, I'm really upset that they have, like, a mind wipe at the end of this episode. Because I think knowing John raised her children to be hunters without her there would be enough for Mary to leave him. If that makes sense. Like knowing that he could be that person mm-hmm. would be enough for Mary to leave him. I mean, she she's like she she reveals that she's pregnant already, you know, because like they're trying to convince her, but she's already pregnant with Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she can't. I guess like in the seventies, she probably can't really leave either because again, like it's not the done thing. Yeah, I was thinking this too, and obviously with. It wouldn't have been so bad if, like, she had other family around, but mm-hmm. it sounds like there's really nobody else to, like, help her. Exactly. Like her, yeah. So it's 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 a tough situation for Mary. I don't. I I do kind of. Again, I know that it would change the whole timeline, but I do wish like she did remember this because mm-hmm. I feel like she probably still has Sam, so they'd still exist. But I guess they wouldn't be Hunter. I know this is the problem. It would change the timeline. Stupid time travel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, she reveals that she's pregnant. Um, John doesn't hear this, but comes in after. And he's like, all the sigils and stuff have, like, gone. <laughs> I didn't really understand, like, how they could just be gone. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I, I didn't get it either. Like, what happened? Yeah, like. It didn't explain it either. Like, what happened? Is Uriel magic? Like, can he just, like, suck up holy oil, like, in a big straw and undo angel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it's like they were halfway done. Like, I guess you know angels can be invisible. So maybe it's just like, la, 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 just wipe wipe it away. Wipe it away. I don't know. Anyway. I I don't know either. It's just weird. Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, but there's a big high-pitched noise and like like an angel's appearing and Sam draws the angel blade everyone covers their ears and all the everything smashes um yeah so that's the big the big conversation in this episode that they you know they reveal that they're Sam and Dean that John's a bastard and (laughs) (laughs) you know Mary reveals that she's already pregnant which Mm -hmm. He's a, being a fighting badass, and that's true. Yeah. We come back, and Uriel's there, and he introduces himself, and he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've already defeated you once. Yeah. Uh, so they all start to get into a fight. It's not really going their way. John gets knocked out, knocked into the backyard, mm-hmm. and Sam gets stabbed by Anna with a fixture from the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate that. <laughs> Fixture's taking out the Winchesters. I know, right? He does actually get like almost impaled on some like rebar, but it's he stabbed with it instead. <laughs> I didn't think this when it happened to him. I was like, 
No, they can't do this, right? No, but they did. Yeah, That's they did. how Sam should have died, apparently. Yeah, apparently. In yeah, Outside, we see a light in front of John, and John looks up. And then it's back into the house, and it appears that Sam's dead. Um, mm. Anna again apologizes to Mary. And then we hear John saying, Anna... And she turns around and she responds with Michael. Mm. So Michael has entered the room. (laughs) Yori says, Michael, I didn't know. And he says, goodbye, Yoriel. (laughs) He disappears. Well, he snaps his fingers and uh, Yoriel disappears. Mm -hmm. Mary's asking what happened to John. And Michael's like, John is fine. And he tells her to shush and she collapses on the ground Mm -hmm. because she's been knocked unconscious. Well, I'd say this conversation is long overdue, wouldn't you? It's like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're not. So, okay. Is this 2010, Michael, or 1978, Michael? Oh. I think it's 1978. Yes, I agree with you. Because I think he sensed his vessel was in danger. Mm-hmm. You're in danger. And like went down to so see what was up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And because otherwise I think oh, I don't know. Because I I was like, oh he would have wouldn't have pushed Dean to Right. Okay, no, I just need to address this. Do you know what's stupid? <laughs> Michael's in his vessel, his preferred one of his preferred vessels. Like he could very well inhabit John. Why can't mm-hmm. he just time travel to the future and fight Liz for his John? I or think we've said you said this at the end any of the last time. <laughs> any time. I mean, I guess it has to be Dean. I think that's the, what they're trying to say in this conversation is it has to be Dean. Like John would kind of like do, like kind mm-hmm. of Nick would do, but maybe slightly better. But it, he he wants he wants the D. yeah see i wonder how much of um how much of these conversations led to chuck being obsessed with like the character of chuck being obsessed with brothers fighting yeah to then justify why it always had to be those two and like it didn't actually have to be that way but the way they've just written it here Mm mm-hmm and then, yeah, I know that I didn't really explain that very well, but yeah. <laughs> it's almost like circular logic, right? It had to be those mm-hmm. two because Chuck wanted it to be those two and, and Chuck wanted, they wanted it to be them because it is them. If that makes sense. Like it's... Yeah. Which chicken egg situation? Which came first? Basic, basically, yeah. So Dean points to Sam and tells him to fix it and... Michael says, we'll talk first, then I'll fix your darling little Sammy. Mm-hmm. Dean asks, how did he possess John? He says, I, I told him I could save his wife. And he said, yes, which is very much in line with John. Yeah. I mean, yeah. John would have let the apocalypse happen if he could have Mary back. Yes. Yeah. Dean says, I guess they oversold me being your one and only vessel. And he, Michael responds, like, you're my true vessel, but not my only one. So, I mean, we, we've alluded to this conversation for mm-hmm. the longest time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. And I forgot it was in this episode. Me too. <laughs> you 
It's a bloodline. A bloodline? Stretching back to Cain and Abel. It's in your blood, your father's blood, your family's blood. Isn't it also, it had to be Mary and John? It couldn't just be John and woman X? <laughs> yes. And I can't remember why. Was it because it was a man of letters and it was a hunter and they were supposed to be like the perfect... Yeah. Or See, this is like yeah it was something like that and i think it was to do with i think because of all the how this has played out and they uh, they kind of allude to this as well that like everything's been written so it's going to happen this way and i think it was that they needed sam to go down the demon blood like dark path so it would, it would make sense if mary was a hunter for that to happen and then john has the i guess cain and abel bloodline mm-hmm so they needed him. I mean, it's been talked about better than probably we'll talk about it here, but I don't think they ever mentioned this to Mary when she comes back later on. And I'm kind of glad they didn't because you would really question whether or not they were actually like in love or whether mm -hmm. it was just Chuck writing them that way. Yeah. 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 So the the way that I'm comparing it now is: that, Have you seen the end of season five of uh, Rick and Morty? Yes, I have. Yeah. So that same kind of like the infinite timeline mm -hmm. of where Sanchez is like Rick has been basically pairing up Beth and yeah, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly that. That's a good, mm -hmm. that's a really good comparison. Yeah. If you want to understand Chuck, go watch uh, Rick and Morty. No, you're right. Yeah. But that's it. Like, so how, how real is their love and how, oh, I guess how consensual is it too? Do you know what I mean? Like, cause we talk about consent yeah. and supernatural a lot. Okay. I'm going to get real deep here for a second. Sure. I, I guess say real deep. It's not that deep. I wonder if that's why Sam doesn't end up with Eileen at the end of Supernatural because we just see Blurry Wife. Because, and the reason that I, I guess the Dean never confesses his feelings to Cass, though I feel like that's a slightly different situation because free will, Cass definitely has it. Mm -hmm. Is there any relationship they had up to Chuck being defeated? Like, how real is it? Because they know that Mary and John were like put together. So, right. how do they know that their feelings for anybody? up to the point where they defeated Chuck a real at all. Actually, you have a good point because doesn't Chuck say something about like he brought back Eileen for him? Oh, you're testing my knowledge, possibly. It, it feels like there's like a little bit of it because yeah. like there's a whole, there's that whole witch fight between like when she's a ghost and mm -hmm. she helps defeat the witches that are after sam yeah i think you're right actually i think you're right i think you're right it would really make you question that because it's already been done with mary and john so why wouldn't chuck do that to you you know right exactly and, and try and get try and get his apocalypse again through their children <laughs> i mean who knows what his you know just a mess with sam but yeah you're right like could you just try again <laughs> try again <laughs> oh god um <laughs> 
And I, I, you can even, like I say, like you can put this to Dean and Cass too, that maybe they would have pursued a relationship if it wasn't for Chuck keeping them apart constantly because mm-hmm. what good does that to him for Dean to be in any way happy? He wants him angry and alone True. to carry mm-hmm. out the apocalypse. Yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting one. That would be... See, the thing is, though, we're talking about it here, that would have actually been, like, a good reason for him to not end up with Eileen and if they'd actually, like, explained it. Um, yeah. It's almost tragic because the feelings are still real, but you can't believe if, that the feelings are real. I love, a, I love an old tragic love story, me. So, <laughs> um, that I would have, I would have wept tears over that one, but yeah, we never saw it. No, I mean, they, they had episodes available. I will say that. Yeah. I know. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, just, I was thinking more of the three, three episode opener. <laughs> oh gosh yeah you're right why was that so long yeah but yeah so uh, it's it's an interesting one I, the, the thing is I don't think they realise in this conversation the implications that it has on their universe right they kind of just said it <laughs> <laughs> again it's, it becomes a prod like because Supernatural went on for too long yeah they had they had to drop things and mm-hmm. this was kind of one of them but not really yeah, this is an important one. This is like, this is the, this is the core, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it really funny that like Dean eventually meets his ancestor. Yeah, and he his does. ancestor wants to kill him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> part of the course of a Winchester, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I- this is it, like the, the whole Mark of Cain storyline becomes much better once you remember all of this stuff. And I feel like it's half mentioned, but not really as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's relying on the audience to remember something that happened five years ago. Right. In a filler episode, <laughs> no less. Is it a filler episode though? It, it can't, <sighs> Technically, yes, I think so. Mm. But like, because it doesn't progress the pot plot in any way but it does give it's an exposition episode it's not a filler episode it gives context is there a name for that like an episode that's not part of the plot but gives context to the plot a, a plon text <laughs> you're just making stuff up now <laughs> <sighs> so dean's like so what's the point of this conversation mm-hmm. like you know i'm not gonna say yes so what do you want with me And Michael says, I just want you to understand what you and I have to do. And Dean sort of dismisses that. It's like, you've just got beef with your brother. Like, get some therapy, pal. Um, (laughs) Don't take it out on my planet. Fair. Yeah. And Michael responds saying, no, you're wrong. Lucifer defied our father and betrayed me. I don't want to do this any more than you want to kill Sam. And there were times when I think Dean wanted to kill Sam, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I would say around the time that Ruby and Sam were together, he wanted to kill Sam. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I, I like this in that, you know, they are showing the similarities between them, but it's so, like, it kind of twists their relationship, like Sam and Dean's relationship so much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... So, but so this is the other side of the conversation that 
Lucifer had mm-hmm. with Sam like a yeah. few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just sort of showing the two, how these two brothers view the situation that they were in. Yeah, it makes sense. And the way that I felt that Lucifer was pandering to Sam, mm. Michael is pandering to Dean. You're so right. It's not sincere at all. No, they just they just want to. I think that all of angels, all of heaven, mm-hmm. resents human humanity. Yeah, definitely. So they are one hundred percent okay with decimating the planet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like it's basically what what Dean had said back in "It's a Terrible Life," like. Mm-hmm. Dad's gone, so the angels are throwing a party to get his attention. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's literally like they're trying to—they're trying to start this so that God will come back and like give them direction. <laughs> mm. You're totally right. Yeah, I, I, they none of that. I mean, that's been the hard bit for them to deal with, right? That the angels don't care about them any more than demons care about them. They're just cannon fodder, like a playground to have their like battle on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He then goes on to say, like, you know, my brother, I practically raised him. I took care of him in a way that most people could never understand. And I still love him. See, like, all of this stuff mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense to what Lucifer was saying was that he... Because Lucifer was saying that he idolized Michael. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I can't really square that away as, like, one being raised by the other. But also, I, I don't know. Um but it does work, that that is how it works between Sam and Dean though, because Dean did raise Sam and Sam does idolise Dean as much as he it wouldn't admit that. But you think about whenever Sam gets in a pickle, he starts acting more like Dean. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Michael then says, but I'm going to kill him because it's the right thing. It's the right thing and I have to. Mm. And Dean's like, oh, because God said so. Like, and you're just gonna do whatever God says? Yes, because I am a good son. Ooh, ooh. I love Dean's response to that though. He's <laughs> just like, trust me, pal. Take it from somebody who knows that's a dead end street. Like, doing exactly as Daddy says is not a good idea. And I feel like this is part of the problem with why, why Dean's never gonna say yes because. They almost started the apocalypse in the wrong time in Dean's life. <laughs> I think if they had tried when he was younger, before mm-hmm. he would become disillusioned with John, before Sam had died, yeah. but then he needed to go to hell to break the first seal. It was almost like in in sending him to hell and him being like having to go through all of that, almost ensuring that he was never going to say yes. <laughs> Yeah, basically. And like, so I, I feel like this is almost validation as well for, for Dean, mm-hmm. because, you know, Alistair brought up the fact that for a hundred years, or whatever, um, John could say no to the torture mm-hmm. and Dean broke in 40. Mm-hmm. Well, John, without hesitation, said yes to Michael. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, he didn't know what he was getting himself into, but also, ha 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 ha
Dean was being pressured into saying yes mm -hmm. was when he was locked in the green room. Yeah. The angelic green room and Sam was about to die, like get possessed mm -hmm. by Lucifer. Yeah. And then actual free will turned up in, yeah. in the form of Cass <laughs> <laughs> and stopped that. But like, I don't think he still would have said yes to go help Sam. No, I don't think so either. You're so right. Yeah, this is validation. Yeah, well done, Dean. Yeah. Just take it. Take take the scraps. <laughs> take what you can get, man. <laughs> yeah. Michael goes on a bit of a monologue and basically puts into words what we were saying. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> he says, think of the all think of a million random acts of chance that let John and Mary be born to meet, to fall in love, to have the two of you. Think of the million random choices that you make and yet how each and every one brings you closer to your destiny. Do you know why that is? It's because it's not random. It's not chance. It's it's a plan that's been playing itself out perfectly. Free will's an illusion, Dean. That's why you're going to say yes. It could be worse, you know. Like, unlike my brothers, I won't leave you a drooling mess when I'm done wearing you. Mm. <sighs> what do you say to that? <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was, you know that. It's confirming everything that Dean knows that yeah. God screwed them over and they're all being like hurt or towards this destiny that he wants no part of. So yeah, free will. Let's do it, man. See, I feel like had Lucifer said all of this yeah. to Sam, mm -hmm. it would have worked. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not in the same kind of way, but like, also the thing is Sam is also really afraid of becoming a monster still. Yeah, he is. You're right. So that, that's the only thing that's kind of keeping him from saying yes at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've said this before, it's Sam's intelligence that will get in the way of him ever. And his intelligence and his acceptance of fate. Yeah. He's never fought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ultimately, like, he'll think the like what he thinks is the greater good. That's the problem with Sam. Yeah. Whereas, like, Dean's not saying no for the greater good. Like, he thinks he is. Like, he thinks he's like saving a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. But I mean, let's think about where this eventually goes. Ultimately, like, Chuck takes everyone off the planet because they're so. <laughs> Um, defiant, <laughs> and it's only at they that, even take the dog. They even take the dog, and like it's only at that point they're like, "Oh yeah, take us instead." So I, I think Dean would have let the world burn before he says yes to Michael. Yeah, because he's he, he is again like just like Sam. I think scared of losing control. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it, and it's just so, <laughs> I, I can't, it's like defiant isn't even the right word. Like there's something above that. That's what Dean is. I can't think of the word. Stubborn. Yeah. Like, Obstinate. I don't know. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Just, he has a problem with authority. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it ultimately comes down yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dean asks, you know, because he, Michael's just said that, you know, I won't leave you a drooling mess. And he asks about John. And he says, well, I'll leave him better than you. In fact, both you and you and your mum, I'll do them a favor. 
Um, I'll scrub their minds. They won't remember me or you. I'm just giving your mother what she wants. She can go back to her husband, her family. She's going to walk right into that nursery. Obviously. <laughs> That's yeah. part of the plan. I literally just told you that everything happens because it's planned out. Yeah. I'm not going to change that because you want it changed. <laughs> Come on, Dean. You're not God as much as you want to think you are. <laughs> and he says, yeah, you always knew that that is going to play out one way or another. You can't fight City Hall. Mm. And then he bends down and like touches or heals Sam and Sam vanishes and he says he's home safe and sound your turn I'll see you soon Dean I thought they sent yeah no never mind I, I was gonna say I thought they sent him back to the present day but they did mm. Cass then transports himself back yeah poor Cass <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense because he already said he already said he was depowered and like struggling. Mm -hmm. So to try and bring the two of them back to present day, mm, a lot, yeah, if possible at all, like, mm -hmm. yeah. So we're back in the motel room where this episode started. <laughs> um, Dean's pulling out like a bottle and getting some cups out. <laughs> Um, so we start drinking because they've learned a lot and none of it's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sam looks into a mirror and casts does the thing that he normally does to Dean and like just appears behind him. I did love that because it doesn't happen to Sam very often. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Castiel. He also called him Castiel, which is just funny to me. Mm -hmm. um, but Sam turns around and like grabs him, stopping him from falling down. Um, <laughs> Do you know what made me laugh about mm -hmm. this? Sam literally just yelled Castiel and was like, hey, whoa, 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 like quite loudly. Yeah. Dean then turns and is like, Cass, like <laughs> surprised. Like <laughs> literally he just said that. <laughs> yeah, he had to notice him. Like, no. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so, you know, they both they both help Cass and like onto like a, a bed or like near no they're both near him like holding him up at this point and um mm -hmm. Sam's like we got you and Dean says you son of a bitch you made it <laughs> <laughs> and um Cass is like confused he's like oh, I'm very very surprised and he just passes out essentially so they mm -hmm. kind of half drag him half carry him to a bed and just like plop him down but not like fully <laughs> on so his like feet are still on the floor like poor Cass <laughs> comfortable in the morning mm -hmm. um, and Dean's like well I could use that drink now and then pours him some, some drinks and says this is it this is what team free will one ex-blood junkie one dropout with six bucks to his name and Mr. Comatose over there it's awesome <laughs> best line in the series I do like it it's very good it is very good, yeah. Yeah, I love the thing is like, I love that Dean did take what Michael said on board about like being destiny and stuff, and immediately just went, "Nah, no, no, we're team free will." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Screw you, Michael. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I. It's just, the fact that he. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, there's something about it that's really good. Um, that's why they made t-shirts out of it. It's all good. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam's like, it's not funny. 
then Dean says, I'm not laughing. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. So, you know, it's quite seriously, Sam's like, they they all say, we'll say yes. And Dean's like, I know, it's getting annoying. <laughs> and they're like, what if they're right? It's like, they're not right. And Sam's kind of doubting himself. He says, you know, I have been weak before. I mean, Dean's just called him an ex-blood junkie, so... Yeah. And, uh, you know, Michael got Dad to say yes. And Dean's like, well, that was different. Anna was about to kill Mum. And if you could save Mum, what would you say? And, um... They just... They, nothing... There's no answer to that. No answer to that one. This is it, isn't it? They keep trying to go after Sam, being like, you can save Sam, you can save the world, but... Maybe they should have just said to Dean, no, you can have your mother, like, like, or you can be transported there. That's a, yeah, that's a hard one. Maybe. Mm -hmm. They never make him make that choice later on either. So the last scene in this episode, we go back to 1978 and Mary's very pregnant now with Dean and they have a new cot um, and they're looking over and John's asking, like, well, where did you get that? And she, she said, oh, a, a, a garage sale, 25 cents. And he's like, don't you think it's a bit cheesy? And she said, I think it's sweet. And it's like this creepy, smiling angel figure. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I kind of wish that the angel had black hair. Yeah. They would never make a figure in life. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And Mary's saying, like, I can't put my finger on it. I just like it. And John says, well, then I love it. it like, Dean kicks and John feels it. And, he's, and Mary's like, troublemaker already. It's okay, baby. It's all okay. Angels are watching over you. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. This, this was... Michael not doing a clean wipe, basically. Ooh, yeah. And being like, angels are the good guys in this. So, like, yep. It's too much, man. I mean, it does tie in with everything because this is actually a throwback. They did actually make an actual callback to an episode because Dean did say, oh, you know, she always used to say angels are watching over you when she was bed. Um, mm hmm so I'm glad they actually finally made a call back to something. <laughs> um, I think one of the problems with this is, is that I can't square in my head this Mary and like later Mary. I don't know. In what way? I think it's just like when she comes back, she just immediately goes into like hunter mode. And... Mm -hmm here she seems to just care about them so much and like about them not being hunters and why did this happen everything and I I don't just I just feel like it's not fully addressed later on she just sort of like abandons them and goes off and does her own thing with Ketch yeah does she remember being a ghost I wonder because that's how she would know that they became hunters yeah I don't know I mean no because I kind of I guess you must figure out from like the bunker and it's just, I just feel like the she would have had a similar reaction because she doesn't remember this. She would have had mm -hmm. a similar reaction on meeting them later on because it's not actually that long a time between 
her coming back and her in this episode saying like four years right yeah like so i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe it'll be a bit better when i watch it again but i just could never square away that they're the same person she definitely comes back different but also the problem is that we never like we only see her be a hunter for like five minutes that's true so you know the the idea i guess in these episodes is that she's she's pretending to be something she's not and then when she comes back she doesn't have to pretend anymore she could just basically do what she wants yeah you're totally right as well and when she does come back later is she also now free of chuck's influence i mean is amara who brings her back so maybe 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 she actually has free will Mm -hmm. you know so yeah and she doesn't love her children i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) well maybe she never loves john (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm interested to watch this episode again it might just be as well that like dean resembles john so like physically i think he does really and john Mm -hmm. is i mean she wouldn't really recognize john and sam like emotionally but he's there right yeah yeah that maybe it's just weird being around them. <laughs> you know I'm a bit sad because she doesn't have you know John's not there I don't know mm-hmm. and I'm interested to watch this I will say this this episode it's made me more excited than I was before about watching other episodes <laughs> <laughs> is that a good reason to like an, like an episode sure <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if it makes you um, excited to see the episodes that you know, because we have to, we're gonna have to get through some pretty <laughs> dark days. Or, yeah, dark days. <laughs> <laughs> so just knowing that you know that there's a connection that's gonna be made eventually. Yeah, maybe that will help. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's fine. It's a fine episode. It's you're right. It's just exposition, isn't it? They've just crammed a whole load of exposition into one episode that maybe could have been sort of teased out over two or three, I feel. Yeah. But fine. You can do that. But, I mean, how would they... I do... The thing is, I do like that the reveal of John being able to be Michael's vessel versus just a stranger. Yeah, no, they're right, actually. That's true. Like, how else was Michael ever going to meet them? I don't think, like, I don't think Michael would ever, like, walk the earth in a inferior vessel. Right. So he was either going to meet them as John or no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do wonder if, if Michael is much more limited and who he can possess. Mm. So it has to be a Winchester. Yeah, because maybe be- as he's not the literal devil he can't corrupt vessels in the way that lucifer is doing to nick but mm-hmm. they would just explode like you see them in season eight when they get yeah. like angels got the wrong vessel they literally just explode and like an archangel taking the wrong vessel whereas because lucifer is lucifer he's able to like maybe that's quite interesting actually i kind of like how they've done that i've just realized because they are literally like they explode but it's almost like lucifer is doing like a 
a controlled burn of Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't know. Any more thoughts on this episode? Um, not really. Um, yeah. Uh, no, do you know what? I probably would watch this one again. I didn't say it. I probably would. Yeah, I... <sighs> Yeah, I agree. It explains a lot. I think that's why I, I do like the. I like a little bit of explanation sometimes. Yeah, but um, what's the next episode? Is it? Is it continuing the plot? No, of course not. <laughs> of course, it's not. It's a February episode, so <laughs> it's my bloody Valentine. Oh wait! See, I get this one confused with the other one. Um. The they go after Cupid. Yeah, see, I don't know why I get this one in the meat famine episode always confused. Well, famine is in this. Oh, I am right then. Okay, good. I am right. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I remember now what exactly what happens in this episode. Um, I like this one a lot. This is, no, this is a plot. I think this this is a plot episode. I'm going to call it. It's a plot one. Okay. Well, the fact that Cass is in it, I'll give it to you. So it's probably <laughs> a plot one. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Or is it plot like how Becky's one line at the end of the episode is plot? <laughs> I think it's two thirds plot, one third monster of the week. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one Sounds though. Good. Looking forward to this one. It's <laughs> yeah. good. Okay, right, let's wrap this up. Um, so yeah, at the end of this episode, I'd like to thank the Pixel Agora for his wonderful artwork. Um, if you'd like to pick some of that up, go on our Red Bubble and see what you can find. And as we said previously, any proceeds from that, we give some back to the artist because like, you should. <laughs> and if you'd like to come talk to us on social media, and like, you know, maybe scream about the Winchesters and how it relates to this episode or like doesn't or whatever. Um, <laughs> come find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr. We are Escaping Purgatory Podcast. Or on Twitter, we're just Escaping Podcast with no characters. There you go. So this week, we got transported back in time, met our parents as they were younger, had some... Uh, inside jokes and uh, got swooshed back to the future <laughs> where nothing had changed <laughs> hopefully next week we can find our way out bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>